I'd like to welcome you to the Jed Hughes Podcast. Each episode will feature a unique leader and will delve into the qualities that inspire greatness, galvanize organizations, and teach the next generation of aspiring leaders. Jed ran the process that resulted in the hiring of Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh, Andy Reid, Masai Uzuri. Now, according to Forbes, Jed is the most connected man in sports. Our guest today hails from Camden, New Jersey, and was recruited to IMG, which is a national sports academy in Bradenton, Florida. He came to IMG as a junior and became one of the most heavily recruited offensive linemen in the country. He chose the University of Michigan and for three years was a starter and leader for Jim Harbaugh. He made a decision after his junior year to enter the draft, and he was drafted in the first round by the New Orleans Saints. From Camden, New Jersey, Bradenton, Florida, Ann Arbor, Michigan, to New Orleans, where he joins potential Hall of Famers, Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Our guest, Cesar Ruiz. Welcome, friends. I've got Cesar Ruiz with me, first-round draft pick of the New Orleans Saints, and a young man that we had the opportunity to meet almost every Saturday for two years when he'd come to our house for lunch when he was playing football at IMG. So, Cesar, talk about football, growing up in Camden, and what it was like to, to come to IMG. I started playing football at 10. I fell in love with the game, like, immediately. You know, I always was an offensive line. And then, you know, I got the opportunity to go to IMG Academy. You know, once I got to IMG, that's when I really started to realize, like, hey, football is really, football is really, like, you know, something that can take me pretty far in, like, high school, 15 years old. It took me from my small town in Kansas, New Jersey, all the way to Florida. So that's when I understood that football would take me pretty far in life. Well, you were talking, too, about when you were young and playing, you were a running back, and they told you you were too big and that they are going to move you up front. I always thought that I would be a, a running back. I always thought that I would be like one of those guys that get to score touchdowns. But my life changed immediately when I didn't even get to line up at running back or do anything like that. They told me we have a big helmet, big shoulder pads, and go line up on the offensive line. So how did IMG help you? It really helped me because it gave me so many resources at such a young age. I was able to experience a lot, have that top tier technology that, you know, even colleges don't have. You know, I was doing body mass index testing, yoga, resource that in high school, you know? It's just like, how can you not take up, like, soak this all in and, you know, take this with you to the next level? So everything I learned at IMG, you know, bits and pieces of that are still implemented into my, like, weekly routine here. So why Michigan? You had over 30 scholarship offers. Why why Michigan? Michigan was just that one school that stood out. You know, it was... Every time I would go on a visit, I would compare every school to Michigan. I'm like, hey, even on some of my official visits, you know, like coaches, like some coaches knew that I was like, hey, like he's probably going to go to Michigan. So we have to show him something that's completely different than Michigan, that, that this is better than Michigan. And nobody could show me that. You know, it's something about being in Ann Arbor. I couldn't go anywhere else. You know, I was comfortable with everybody there. I was so comfortable with everything. What trip was the closest to changing your mind? University of North Carolina, UNC. UNC was always my favorite school. 
playing with them in the video games, you know, I always loved that school. And then being there, I was like, you know, this is a really nice school. But it just, it was just like, it just wasn't Michigan. It was really close, though. It was close. It was close. But I was like, nah, it's not Michigan. The academics at Michigan in terms of you working and them working with you towards your education, how important was that emphasized? That was very important. You know, it was very important to my mom. It was very important to me. So I figured UNC and Michigan really great academic schools. That's the thing that kept those two together. But yeah, Ann Arbor uh, and Michigan, you know, the way, you know, that everybody says like, hey, Michigan is like the, you know, it's like one of the most top tier public universities to go to, you know, and it was, they sold that to me pretty well as a recruit. That was something that caught my eye a lot. So that's a, that played a big part of my decision as well. I mean, you went in and started for three seasons. What was that like? So my freshman season in college was similar to my rookie season uh, in the NFL. Got hurt in camp, sprained my ankle, sat out, ended up starting midway through the season. Basically what happened in my, my rookie year, almost, you know, almost same exact thing. It was definitely a, a great experience going out there and playing. Now, my first time in a home game, running out there as a starter and in front of all those fans, it was it was almost surreal. You know, I was like, wow, I can't believe there's this many people here. And I can't believe, like, I just can't believe I'm out here right now. My first start was like, wow, I can't believe I'm out here right now. So how did Coach Harbaugh help prepare you for the NFL? Everything we did was based around – a professional environment. He coached the Super Bowl. You know, he's he has like NFL experience. He played in the NFL. There was a way, like the way camp was structured. The way camp was structured, he would try to structure that to hey, like you know, this this is how it's going to be NFL or harder. So your transition isn't as difficult as others would be. You know, so I understand that my transition to NFL it wasn't difficult at all. Yeah, it wasn't difficult because I had already done it. You had to make a tough decision your junior year about entering the draft. How'd you uh, come about that? Basically, me having talks with myself. Um, I didn't talk to my mom. I didn't talk to my coaches. It's nobody's future but mine. Weeks, you know, weeks, weeks. Just like watching my film, comparing myself to other people. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. I feel as though I stand out. I have one game left to really solidify my. Uh, we played Alabama. And that was one team I'm like, hey, bunch of NFL talent on Alabama. I think the question is, has he played against those top guys or. You know, somebody that's going to be one of those top guys. So I was like, you know what? This is the game that solidifies my decision. I know I dominated every game before that. Now I have to prove that I can dominate best players. Played really well in the Alabama game. I went over my film. I was seeing, like, I was reading about it, like, hey, he had such a great game against Alabama. And I was like, uh, it's time. You know, I was like, it's definitely time to make a decision and I'm, I'm ready to go. So the last time you and I saw each other, you were just leaving the combine, going to Starbucks. And all of a sudden, the virus hit and shut the country down. But it didn't stop the draft. And it didn't stop you from getting drafted number one, first pick for the New Orleans Saints. Now, here you are. You're coming down to a city, a party city, that uh, has a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback. What was that environment like for a rookie coming in? Coming in that environment with so much, you know, so much veteran experience, so many years of football experience in that building, in that locker room. Uh, it really helped me out a lot because, you know, we have a team full of like a lot of vets. The most helpful part was that the vets were helpful. You know, the vets were the ones that are like, hey, you can go to any vet and he'll just, if you have a question about something, they'll give you the advice. They want to be a quick answer. They'll try to make sure like, hey, I want you to, I want to make sure you're able to maximize everything that you need to do in order to be successful, you know, here to make sure you understand the plays. You know, everybody there was just so helpful. And there's just so much experience that, you know, you start to become like a sponge. You start to see how different people work, how different people take care of their body, how things are supposed to be done, the extra things it takes 
you know, you watch the guys that are the best. Don't just wake up in the morning and go there, work out, and leave. The guys are the best. They wake up, go there, do the extra mile, and they're there two, three hours after, you know, they have to go home. Let's talk about the linemen, you know, what they do, and then talk about Drew Brees, what you see him doing in terms of work ethic. I think it's like this everywhere. The old line sticks together, you know, so if we're doing extra work. The majority of the old line is going to be there to do extra work. We're like, you know, we always roll as, you know, as a group. If somebody on the offensive line is doing something extra, there's always a majority of people who are going to help out and do extra with them as well. Watching Drew Brees was probably the most, I was just so shocked at like how he did things. And like, it was the most like, how so? Just seeing that as a rookie, the extra things he did, he had, he had a routine and I would watch it. I would watch his, I would watch his routine every day, like just pre practice. I didn't follow him, you know, after practice and things like that, but just pre practice, seeing everything that he did, he would do the same exact warm up, the same, he would walk through every play like it was a game rep. Just watched how every, everything he did, you know, that's, I watched what he did, you know, I was like, that's what it takes to be great. So, Sean Payton, the head coach, and setting the vision and the strategy, how, how did he impact you? How has he impacted you as a, as a rookie? Basically, him just taking the chance on me in the draft, and of course, him you know, still give me the opportunity to go out there and play still. Um, him believing in me to go out there and play, um, I think that really had a big impact on me. It wasn't really like, you know, whenever, whenever like I would make a mistake and things like that, it wasn't like we're giving up on you, you know, we're done. It was like, hey, we want to, I want to make sure like you're learning. I want to make sure you're ready. I want to make sure you're learning. I want to make sure you're in the best suitable position to help yourself and this team. How does he set the message weekly for the team? Basically, it's just like, hey, look, we got to go out here and, you know, we got to go out here and win. And this is how we're going to do it. Like, hey, this is how we're going to go out there and win. Like, look, nobody can mess with us. And that's basically how you got to go about every single play and every single day. Like, yo, you got to work, you know, work your tail off like it's your last game. Does he change his overall strategy when you first get together? How consistent does that stay? And how much does that vary week to week? It's fairly the same. But uh, basically, like, the attitude that we're going into a game, we have, like, games we call, like, bad games. The bad game thing was, like, new to me. And it's basically like a game that's like, it's going to be the most physical, you know, we play physical every week, but this is going to be the most physical turn up or not. This is the most physical game we're going to play. We're going to go out there, you know, set the tone, leave your mark, you know, for these games. Who has special, you know, special games like that? Everything is to keep, just keep us refreshed. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, look, we're playing them this week. This is how we're going to do it. Or we're playing them. It was like, it was always something like, something like to get you mentally like in the zone for that game. So from your perspective, putting your hand down, blocking NFL players, what was the biggest difference for you? I think the difference was really just the experience that I was going against. Uh, you know, I was going against, especially in our division, I was going against some of the best guys in the NFL. Uh, so the experience was different. And um, really, it wasn't like college. You know, college, I could just, I could play like one of the, you know, a team that's one in, one in eight. I know it's going to be the easiest game of my life. The tackle doesn't, you know, the guys aren't good. NFL, everybody's good, you know, so you can't take, can't underestimate, underestimate anybody and you can't take any plays off. What are you doing about finishing your degree? Right now, I'm currently taking online classes. I should have, I, I could have, I didn't, if I would have knew we were going to be in a pandemic, I would have had my degree right now because I could have took online classes uh, last year. Uh, I'm only 18 credits away from finishing my degree. Uh, so right now I'm, uh, I'm in, I'm in a class right now, but I'm also trying to maximize my off season as well. Because uh, I'm told from a lot of vets, like, hey, just make sure, you know, you get enough off time. You know, you get enough off-season time. So I'm currently in a class right now. And I plan on just, you know, after this is over, after this class, 
depending on how the NFL does things with our OTAs and things like that, uh, depends on how many more classes I take after this, you know, once this class is over. Are you living in New Orleans? No, I'm living in New Jersey. I have an apartment in New Orleans and an apartment in New Jersey. Talk about not playing with fans, what that was like. Oh, definitely different. I'm going from Michigan and then going to the NFL uh, this season was just like, it, it, it kind of felt, you never really realize how much a fan, fans make an impact on you until there, there are, you know, you never really understand until like there's no fans. Until you score a touchdown, it's completely silent. That was the most awkward thing I probably experienced when somebody would score a touchdown and I would know somebody scored a touchdown from the sideline if I hear fans scream. Somebody would score a touchdown, I would it'd be completely silent. I would just be like, what just happened? Like I see everybody running around celebrating or you know, stuff like that. I'm like, wow. I can't like it's like it's weird. It just it just feels so like different. So if you had advice, first of all, for someone that's in high school thinking about playing college football. Uh, what would be the one or two things you'd tell them to really focus on? Ask yourself, how much do you actually love football? If you go into college, if you're leaving high school, you're going to college, you're like, I like football, but you don't love it. If you just like it, you're not really, it's not really going to take you anywhere until you start to love it. Because when you love it, you start to invest in it. You start to want, you start to do extra stuff. You start to want to be the best you can at it. So once you love something, it's like when you like, when you love a female, you know, you want to do everything you can to keep her happy. You know, once you love football, you're going to do everything you can to make sure that you're the best at it, to make sure that you can keep playing this for a long time. So make sure you love football when you get to college, because if you just like it, I know guys that just like it or just like being football players. It doesn't work out for them. It never works out for you if you just like it. You have to love it. Uh, another thing is really just really just start to understand that, understand what you're in college for. Yes, you're a student athlete, but you're not there to party. That's not why you're in college. You're in college to play football uh, and be a student athlete. You know, you're not there to go out there and, you know, I mean, you're there, you can have fun, but you're not, that's not why you're there. You're not there to be a party animal. You're there to be a student athlete and represent your family and university. So really, it's really just understand that, hey, every time you go in there, you're under a microscope. People are going to, people know, like, even if you don't think people know who you are, people know who you are and people are watching your every move. So understand that you're handling yourself professionally and you're not doing anything to, Put yourself at risk. What would you give rookies coming in the, the league advice in terms of things you've learned and say to them, hey, here are a couple of things you need to do when you come to your team? Ask the vets a lot of questions. Don't be scared to ask questions. Uh, that's one thing I did a lot and it helped me. I asked a whole lot of questions. And figure out a routine on how to take care of your body. You're going to see, like, when you get in the NFL, everybody that's been in the NFL for quite a while has a routine. Figure out your routine, figure out how to take care of your body, and really just don't be afraid to ask questions. Nobody's going to get mad at you for asking questions. Um, so just ask as many questions as you can. Well, I appreciate you taking time. Uh, it's really good to see you again, and it's fun to realize that you were in our living room, and now we have a chance to watch you on television, uh, on the big screen, playing on, in the big arena. So that has got to be a a tremendous feeling of accomplishment, but it's just begun. I was talking to Ronnie Lott yesterday and, uh, you know, a Hall of Famer, uh, an All-American, four, four Super Bowl champions, and he's done a great job transitioning out of football. Uh, he's got a car dealership. He's got a board that he sits on, and he's as humble a person as I've ever been around that's had the success that he has. So as you grow as a veteran, 
you know, working on that degree, you know, working as a teammate and bringing that energy and enthusiasm, which you brought to our living room and which you bring to the locker room is something that's contagious and something you can be really proud of. So congratulations on, on your journey to date. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure.